Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him. But they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were hanging on his words. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, Jesus had to do it a second time. The people did not learn the first time around. Jesus had to go back into that temple courtyard a second time and, yes, turn those tables over and drive those merchants out. He had to do this a second time because the people had made the temple into a den of robbers again when it should have been a house of prayer, a house of worship. You see, every year about 500,000 to up to a million people came to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration. And instead of bringing animals with them to sacrifice, it was arranged for them to purchase the animals right there in Jerusalem itself. But in the interest of convenience and making money, the sale of these animals eventually occurred in the temple courtyards. Long story short, the temple courtyard became filled with a lot of noise, the haggling over prices, and money being converted from Roman coins to Jewish coins. And in the middle of all of this commotion, all of this noise, and the exchange of goods, well, yep, you guessed it. People were making excessive profits. Fraud and cheating was often going on at the expense of the poor. Now, dear friends, if this does not make you mad, it should. These kind of actions in the temple were disgusting. The common marketplace did not belong in the temple, especially a corrupt marketplace. It seems to have made Jesus disgusted, disgusted as well. It even made him apparently angry and perhaps sad. And so for the second time, Jesus drove the people out and turned some tables over 
as a way of cleansing the temple. Not only did he make a scene, but he also called the holy temple a den of robbers, a.k.a. a sanctuary of wickedness. Indeed, harsh words. Now, it would be easy for you and me to conclude that the main problem of the temple was the cheating and the fraud and the haggling. However, we must keep in mind that these things were symptoms. Yes, symptoms more than they were the actual problem itself. You see, there was a greater problem that is not immediately obvious when we hear the reading from the Gospel of Luke this morning. You see, dear friends, when a church turns into a den of robbers, that is to say, a place of corruption, a refuge for wickedness, well, the main purpose of the church was lost, get this, sometime before this even happened. You see, a church just doesn't become a place of corruption overnight. The church actually has to stop being a place of prayer and worship first before it can become a place of corruption secondly. Considering that temple once again, though, well, it was indeed a tragedy that the temple and the courts turned into a corrupt marketplace. What is even more disturbing is that the temple apparently lost the emphasis on the importance of the word of God. Yes, Jesus, he tossed some tables, he drove out the money changers and fraud, but he did not just stop there. He made the temple a house of prayer. He made it a house of prayer and a house of worship, not by simply removing these clowns and their juggling corruption, but by returning the word of God to the temple by teaching there himself. Martin Luther preaching on this very gospel lesson some 500 years ago, once said that Jesus gave the temple a scandalous name because the people failed to appreciate the house of God as being a place where the word of God was taught and preached. This means that churches who neglect the word or exchange the word of God for something else, well, they're no longer a church, but a den of robbers. They are a sanctuary of wickedness. The sign on the outside of the church should be exchanged for whatever it is printed on that, and it should be labeled Den of Robbers or Sanctuary of Wickedness. Now, dear friends, please do not miss this point. Hear this loud and clear. When the word of God left the temple, it allowed wickedness to creep in. When the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God leaves a church, well, a church stops being a place of worship and prayer, and the absence of the Word of God, yes, you guessed it, the devil, he is quick to replace the preached Word with something else. Let's just get to the point. No matter how beautiful the architecture of a church, no matter how beautiful the architecture may be, no matter how pious the parishioners no matter how pious they may seem, and no matter how many good works a church does in the community, it is a sanctuary of wickedness if the word of God is not present. If there is no word, the church is no longer a place of worship and prayer, but a cave of corruption where souls are starved, false teaching flourishes, and sheep are destroyed. 
of those priests in that Jerusalem temple long ago, they may have sung and babbled and read from the scriptures, but God really cares nothing for such murmuring and empty chatter, gathering together for religious and pious purposes without the word of God is not godly and is certainly not Christian, but satanic. The devil loves religious playgrounds where Christ and his word are not present. The devil, he he loves to manipulate religious people who are not captivated by the word of God, for they are gullible and easy prey for the evil foe. Dear friends, we should cry. Yes, you and I, we should cry a thousand tears when the word of God leaves a church. And our blood should boil when the word of God is replaced in churches with foolish, empty chatter that disguises itself as the word of God. We should indeed cry a thousand tears and our blood should boil when that word of God is absent. And there's more. What we learn today from the reading in the Gospel, Luke, is that the Lord's favor is not based upon the beauty and the size, the attendance, the vibrancy, the skills, and the influence of a religious establishment. You see, if God cared about those things, he would have been happy and tickled. He would have been happy and tickled when mankind built those towers at Babel. If God cared about appearances, he would have been pleased with the beauty and that busyness of that Jerusalem temple. If God cared about the appearances of mankind, he would be impressed with that Mormon Temple Square building in Salt Lake City, Utah. But God is not foolish. He's not foolish like we are. He is not easily impressed by our meager attempts to look godly and important and big. A big and busy and beautiful and costly temple without the word of God is an evil den of robbers. A vibrant Yes, a vibrant and busy and active and large church without the word of God. It is a sanctuary of wickedness. You and I, we need to repent. We need to repent of believing that large and busy and costly and impressive and urban churches in big cities are somehow better than tiny, struggling rural churches in the country. We don't and we cannot measure the worth of a church by outward appearances. Think about it this way. A church on the prairie where the pastor is preaching the word of God to ten very old souls is ten times, yes, ten times larger than a church of 5,000 people where the word of God is not preached. Dear baptized saints, It is about the word, the word of God. It always has been and it always will be. Because where you find the word of God, you find Jesus. And where you find Jesus, you will find the word of God. Yes, when the word of God is preached, you find not a den of robbers, but a house of worship. But where the word of God is not found, you find the devil in full control. Houses of worship and prayer are about forgiveness and life and salvation. The word of God proclaimed and given. A den of robbers is about sin, death, and the devil with no hope, no word. So the application of this text is quite simple. Baptized saints, if it is not the word of God in our hearts and this church, 
may it be thrown down, may it be thrown out. May everything that is not the word of God in our Christian faith be destroyed and exterminated as shameful abominations. And where the word of God is present, yes, where it is present, where it is preached and read and heard, may we be built up, not in confidence in ourselves, but in the holy writ, the holy scriptures, the word of God for us. Yes, may the Lord grant you and me joy and peace this day, not an empty chatter, but in the word of the gospel, for it is only the gospel that endures in this world of darkness and guilt and shame. The devil does nothing but deceive and murder and destroy, but the Lord's word, it gives us confidence, it imparts to us salvation, it strengthens faith. Now is the time for you and me to hear the word of the gospel that our sins are forgiven again and again, to hear that right here in this moment, in this place, to hear it afresh and new for us yet again into our ears, into our minds and our hearts, to know that we are forgiven for Christ's sake, to hear that word of the gospel for us, that Jesus has risen from the grave, that he'll make all things new. After the merchants and the money and the exchangers and the crowd were cast out of the temple courts, Jesus appeared to teach daily in that temple. And when Jesus taught in the temple, the temple became, get this, not a den of robbers, but a house of worship. And so it is our prayer today that Jesus would always be proclaimed and delivered in this church and into your ears so that we might remain a house of worship and prayer and not become susceptible to that terrible den of robbers, to become a terrible den of robbers. May the Lord teach us to understand that what makes a church into a house of worship is the word of God. The word is the only true foundation in this life and the life to come that you and I can trust. May the Lord protect us. May his word remain with us. And may we abide in his word of the gospel. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.